Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the MSC Performance Podcast with me, Mark Coulson and Luke Rogers. Um, we're very much looking forward to today's podcast. It's been a couple of weeks, I think, since we've uh, done one, so it'd be good to catch up with everyone as to the ongoings at MSC and everything that's uh, everything that's been been happening. So a bit of a catch-up episode. Um, been lots going on, uh, lots going on at the gym. Uh, we've been a little bit short-staffed with uh, people away, a holiday season, uh, silly season as... Uh, I call it with people away and things all over the place but gyms run smoothly things are going well people making excellent progress metcons buzzing bouncing full barbell club going well everything's great um luke has been away on duty he's been away on international duty with the gb junior powerlifting squad in romania uh where the team have been competing competing in the world championships um and luke's been a uh part of the coaching team for uh, a long time now and has uh yeah be good to catch up about it so yeah luke how are you how how was uh how were the world championships I am very good. The World Champs was excellent. It was probably my favourite one. I've, I've been a part of the uh, the GB coaching team now for five years, um, and I think this was easily my favourite competition. Both from like the athletes that you were coaching, every single person I coached was a delight. Well, sometimes you might get someone that's a little bit trickier um, to handle. This year was like excellent. Everyone was very professional for their ages. Everyone was like head screwed on. Um, everyone had brought into into the coaching, um, and everyone just kind of trusted you, and it just made it really like really enjoyable to do um and then actually as a team as well like gb we were in the top three for both the women's and the men's <clears throat> and then overall we actually accumulated the most amount of medals which was really cool um but it is based off like the women's and men's are separately so i think for the men's we came second or third i think it was third um and for the women's i think we also came second or third i might be messing that up but we, we were pretty high up on both of them and yeah, GB is uh, is fast becoming one of the, the strongest countries, Incredible. and the, the 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 level of the people that are coming up is excellent. Like you see some people that are sixteen, seventeen. There was a guy called Nonso um, who deadlifted three hundred and sixty kilograms at eighteen. Uh, How much? Three hundred and sixty kilograms at eighteen years old, and he's one hundred and twenty. He is a massive lad. I was I handled this kid. Um, three hundred and sixty kilos. Yeah. It was wow. ridiculous. I handled a, a super heavyweight sub junior um, who has been training for less than a year, and he squatted the world record at like three ten, and he he's been squatting less than a year. And respectfully, he's incredibly strong. He's so raw and he's so rough around the edges. The the potential on him is ridiculous. It's almost like he doesn't like at one point one of the coaches was explaining the the. Um, the, the commands to him and he, he wasn't like he just had to go over them again and he's like the world this champs. and and he won the world champs and he yeah. broke the world record in the squat the deadlift and the total and he's been doing it less than a year it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous he totaled 800 kilograms he broke the world record by 10 kilograms I mean um, we're not we're not known in uh, GB for being particularly particularly successful at strength sports um, do you think that's changing a little bit like you know, especially in the powerlifting scene, I guess. And and why is that? Why you know why are we seeing these changes and these sort of super strong uh, yeah. youngsters coming through? But I think when you look at like the Open team, the the Americans have always dominated, and then recently the French have been really challenging that, and they're always up there in terms of the medal counts. And then you see these other countries now that are popping up, and they're all like Western European countries, like Spain, and are popping up. Italy are excellent. 
and GB have always kind of been on the fringes of that. But then I think these last couple of years we've got we've got a world champ in Tony Cliff. We've uh, we've had Johnny Army that's a world champ. We've got a few people now that are like really right up there. We haven't quite got the depth in the open team, but in the junior team, like absolutely, it's right up there. Um, yeah. I guess the the trick is just <clears throat> that transition from junior to open team can be a little bit tricky sometimes. I think when you're used to being the best in the world and then you go into the open and maybe not there instantly can be quite difficult for some people it's the same for the sub junior where it's the under 18s um, when they go into the juniors and they're against 23 year olds it's, it's incredibly difficult um, sometimes that transition's tough as well but the, the GB team like if the depth that's coming through now with the sub juniors I think we've, you've got the potential there to like be one of like the, the, the best countries in the world and I think it, a lot of it's down to like the the community aspects and like you look in America, there's so many clubs. It's such a prominent sport. Um, there's a lot of people that don't quite make it in American football and other like high-level sports that then come into powerlifting. But like in France, there's this massive like club culture. Um, and Naz, Naz was telling me the other day that when she goes to France, she messages a couple of gyms to try and train. A lot of them are just closed off gyms. You have to be a member. So it's like, this is our powerlifting club. These are the members. And there's this club community. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of happening now in, in England mm. and in, in Britain. You've got like lots of prominent clubs that are producing lots of good lifters. And that community, I think, is really helping bringing yeah. people through. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've seen that in weightlifting for a few years. There's like certain, like gyms, like you say, they're actual clubs. Like it's so and so weightlifting club. It's yeah. you know, and obviously starting to see that in powerlifting now. Yeah. Do you think in uh, say five years time with all these youngsters coming through for GB, like they could compete with the US on the open? It's difficult. Scene? It's difficult, isn't it? Because you. It's just numbers. The numbers. The numbers. The numbers yeah. Crazy, I mean, yeah. if you look in Texas, like te- powerlifting is a is a college, not a college, um, like a high school sport. Yeah. So there's more powerlifting in Texas than there is the rest of the world because yeah. every single person at school is a powerlifting member. In Texas is as big as France. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, I'm not sure. <laughs> so yeah. The it's one thing, size, the one, the one, ridiculous. without going into the politics of powerlifting, one of the things that is slightly to the advantage is the Americans have two federations now. There was this political thing where they've kind of separated. So half of the good lifters are in one and half are now in the other. Um, so they haven't always got the best lifters doing the IPF. And you could kind of see that the juniors, like they had some really high level guys, but a couple of the categories were like a little bit lacking. Well, normally USA have got someone in every category that could win it. This yeah. year in the juniors, maybe not so much. And I think it is because of this kind of small divide. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to see, I mean, you look at like, you're looking at the junior team, you look at the women's team, you've got Erha Love. She won the world's, the world, um, the world record, uh, world title I was handling her with um, with Jason she deadlifted 253 she's ridiculously strong Um, yeah yeah, we had there was another girl Melina who came third and she is phenomenal like she benches 122 and it's it's ridiculous level and you think both of them could absolutely be up there in the open Um, and then there's others in this you know the lighter categories that are right up there as well it's 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 really promising it's really exciting to be a part of you can see them kind of progressing through and it's really cool you know, there's um, another guy um, in the, well, 93s, you had uh, Nathan Javal who won. And that was really cool to see because I've been in around him for the last few years and he's always come like second or third and he's been on the fringes and this was his last year of... Um, oh, right. Yeah. It, until he's in the open. And he actually had, he's just started as a lawyer, if I'm correct. Um, and his last couple of weeks of prep have been a bit tough. Uh, and he won. 
and wow. it was phenomenal wow. to see like how emotional he was after it and like every single person was rooting for him yeah. and it was phenomenal and again like in the open team he's going to be class he's going to be right up there uh, he was against another guy who like this is probably the most famous powerlifter in Britain uh, he's a Gymshark athlete Nathaniel um, and I was coaching him with um, Owen who coaches him properly I just ha- I was just assisting handling because he already, ha- he already coaches him I was just basically running the numbers but again he's so raw in powerlifting and he's totaling like seven he deadlifted 340 at 93 um, and he's like really new to powerlifting like it's his first year he came third in the world Jesus. he's you know a ridiculous talent and if he sticks it out and if he wants to continue with powerlifting which I get the impression he does it'll be great that flight in particular was cool to be a part of I've never had it so difficult to work out the numbers. It was it was it was a crazy flight. It was really tough. Um, so each like for people that don't know, like handling at competitions, if it's at a regional level, it's probably super easy. I actually don't think you need anyone. It's nice to have someone, but it's not the end of the world. You do your lifts. You tell them what you want to put in. Someone puts the attempt in. They might help you warm up with the bars, and it's a nice thing to have. But at world level, like you need two people if you're in and amongst it, which Nathaniel was. Um, so there was Owen who coaches him, and then there was myself. And after squats and squats, bench, and I think the first deadlift, there was about five people that were like on the same total. Right. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, fuck, like, I have no idea. I need, to, like, it was so hard to work out. Yeah. And Owen was obviously making sure that Nathaniel was in the right mindset. He was making sure that he was focused because he made a couple of mistakes. Like, he missed his opening bench because he backed it early. Uh, so he was just making sure he was in the, like, right mind frame to try and pull something big, which we knew we could. And I'm sitting there looking at these numbers and I'm like, what the fuck are we going to put in? Because if he does this or he does this, it's so like it was really really tough to work out yeah. and then normally there'd be someone else helping but because Nathan was also in the same fight the guy that won and we were against him they weren't, they weren't going to help it was like you guys are doing Nathan I'm doing this and I could see Jason working out numbers and I'm working out numbers and it was super tough man but we had this plan we was like right if Nathan misses which obviously you didn't want him to miss we was like if he misses then we have to put 347 in if he gets it, we need like 355, which was just a little bit out of reach. So then we'd say we drop down to 340 and try and get second or third. Right, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, find your battles a little bit. And yeah, like... Like responding to what the other guys are lifting. And what, yeah, what was really helpful adjusting there? Adjusting your goals accordingly. Exactly. So, okay, what is your top end for the day? And I think, um, I think Owen said that he thinks he's got 347. I was like, okay, so 347 is the max that we will go to and risk the position. You're basically risking third to then win. Um, but then as soon as he got it, it's like, okay, we drop. And we dropped it back down then. And then we had to hope that two people missed, and they did. And it's just like you're trying to work out what the other people can do, what they can't do. Um, and you've got these, like, when you're looking at there and you've got, like, ten people. So you've got, like, five people on the same number. There's a couple that you're keeping an eye on as well. You're like, okay, this is what we need. But if he does this, and then all of a sudden a couple miss. And then the number normally falls how you need it, but you just got to be watching. Um, so in the end, like two people missed, one guy might have made it, and I'm like, okay, this is the number now we need to get third. This is the number to win. Nathan then got his lift, which I was super happy about. So then we, the, okay, then I'd go and drop it to 340, and he got it and then came third. But then it's super, like, there's a video actually Nathaniel did for for himself he's got like 200,000 followers it was cool um, and he's like pacing up and down he's like what he's going to try and pull for second and then in the video I'm like man this is the game like he could have he might have to put on 380 but he's going to put on whatever he needs to try and win and that's yeah. just the game of powerlifting so you're going to have to watch while he gets it or misses mm. you've done everything you can he's just going to going to try it and he missed it it wow. was cool man it was like when he when that worked out properly that was great, um, great. but yeah great. it was cool 
great experience for like the, the like guys at that age as well to go and compete <clears throat> like compete for you know your country in a in a world championships a world cup like type event a super experience yeah did you find like they like they all got a lot from it they've all taken some learnings yeah I think um, there's a few things that well, well A like you said it's, it's great to see like the different cultures like there's like each nation just acts differently like you've got the Asian countries you've got like the African countries um, you've got the Western European countries and then you've got like the Irish they're, they're like the wrong country the, the Irish are class there's a couple of them that are leaving so they're like we don't give a fuck they were drinking um, Blue Lagoons while they were handling and the one of them they were Blue Lagoons they look lovely um, and halfway through they were handling someone in like a really tight flight and I was like you're having a blue lagoon he's like yeah, yeah I'm having a I'm not good accent uh, but yeah they were having a blue lagoon while working out numbers and I remember thinking like man like if they had a blue lagoon and looking after Nathaniel like you get sloppy and be like yeah you can fucking do it 355 yeah. uh, but yeah they were on it uh, drinking in the warm up room they also because the warm up room is really quiet they bring a speaker and put it in and they're playing like Irish music oh, it's, really? it's class yeah they're, they're really good fun it's class uh, but I think it's cool to write in and amongst like all the other countries and kind of soak it in and yeah. I think that's really cool for people yeah seeing see how it. like other, other countries like approach you know yeah just like warm up, so how they are like, exactly Dif- different cultures, different kind of personalities. You've got mm. other, some people that are like really loud and like like hyped up, warming up. There's others that are super calm and collective. There's some that are like really friendly and want to chat. Others that are a bit like aggressive and don't want to talk to you. They're kind of pacing up and down. And it's cool to be in and amongst it. And I think it takes a certain kind of personality to not be bothered by that. And I think yeah. other people could be like, oh fuck, like he's looking psyched and it can kind of psych you out a little bit. But I think it's just, yeah, it's cool to be a part That's of That's like psychology part of competing, isn't it? Is, yeah. you know, you've got obviously external surroundings there. And I think for powerlifting being like quite an intrinsic sport in terms of like, you know, it's you against the barbell. Like you haven't got the external factors necessarily in the moment of your lifting, but you've got external factors and like, the warm-up room the like you know with a, with what other people are lifting etc yeah. so <clears> especially like, there's a lot to deal with there especially like internationally you've got like the language barrier trying to warm up with the other countries there's be like you'd be like ready to warm up and sometimes you've got you, you, there's etiquette to the warm-up room and like you're trying to there's like six racks there could be 12 in a fight so there's like two or three of you to a to a rack um and you could be like wanting to go and then another country like mm. we're really good at time like i'm not being but GB are excellent at like timing their warm ups and stuff. Other countries sometimes aren't as good. Yeah. Like there was a time I was we'd got like one or two warm ups left and then someone was like, We've got to go straight to the start. And it's like you're having to try and time things as best as you can, but that's sometimes a little bit out of your control. Mm. So people sometimes can be a little bit like regimented with like these are my warm ups, I want them to be this time but there has to be flexibility at all competitions to be fair because you don't know how many racks is going to be you don't know how many people are going to be sharing yeah. them you have to be quite flexible with that and, and for some people that can throw them off yeah yeah, uh, yeah. like say oh we need to take another warm up or oh it's been delayed 10 minutes we need to take another warm up and it can throw certain people off so uh, there's a lot to it like because that, that's why like competitions can be harder than, than training you know in the training everything's super regimented you sit where you want to sit you squat where you want to sit you get to a competition and it's like oh these guys are going you could be ready to go there and then you've yeah. got to wait another two minutes yeah. Um, yeah so there is like more externals that kind of campaign into that yeah but. that's good well um like after a big competition like that for the guys what's the what's the training focus going to be going to be for them do you think is that like the big peak for the year and then mate it's a really really tough schedule um the europeans is six weeks away so for the majority of the team wow they'll already be straight in straight in so um, I was talking to one of the other coaches over there actually about like what his plan of action was going to be and it's, it's a similar kind of idea to myself um, you haven't got a million you haven't got ages to like 
you know, maybe ease off specificity or whatnot. So you're pretty much straight back into a peak. But in terms of like a mental and also a slight physical break, which is what I'm doing with Dorji, um, we're having like two weeks of like slightly easier work and then maybe just ramping up to like a heavy double or triple on the second week. And then you're back in, man, for like four weeks of progressively building back up. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a really tough schedule, man. I think for the other guys, it would be like easing back off specificity, trying to address a couple of the things that might need working. But ultimately, like you're trying to stay fairly close to, to what works for the guys. But yeah, it's a real tough schedule, man. Because after like, if Worlds is your primary focus, which for most people it would have been, to then get back in six weeks and do it again is is tough. And you could kind of see a couple of like the top guys trying to like not go all out to try and save a little bit so they're ready to push on again at Europe's. Especially like the heavy guys that are like lifting 300 plus. Like the guy that did 360 on deadlift, it was for the world record. It was the right thing to do. But like, it was a taxing lift, man. And nice. it's going to take him a few weeks to recover from that. Yeah. But. Yeah, you got Tough to add up. Yeah, exactly. That's that's, 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 the, that's the sport. You wanted the world record, so we had to go for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Doji was a, a cool one. If you if you want to talk about that, the uh, friend of MSC, should we say, he's, uh, comes down for sessions so every so often. A bit often. of uh, bit, bit of BBC uh, he was on action. The, he was on, yeah, yeah. He was on the uh, he was on the BBC. Came down for uh, the BBC. Came down to interview him. I think it's quite cool for people. Like it's such a niche sport, but I think it's quite cool to see someone like local doing something decent in a sport and I think people like seeing like obviously you, you like seeing the local guys do well but like just someone like just a young lad that's trying to balance training with school with having a job I think people really like to see that and a bit of a, a bit of a success story but it certainly it, is yeah it's a good it's a great example to like well to everybody but especially to like young people as well who you know uh, sort of trying to you know at that sort of age you like potentially going into college or like getting ready for uni and stuff like that and you're trying to like you know have a bit of a social life you're trying to like compete in sport it's a great example of someone who's obviously got got, got it all together really yeah and he he's a good example of that he he works in a, a chemist um, he's doing he's just finished his GCSE so like you know higher stress when you're doing your exams he's straight into his A-levels now but he's always he trains six days a week he's super on it like to have the consistency to, super to, consistent. to, to, to do it do you know what I mean like yeah. to, to hit the, you know to do the six sessions a week or even if it was four sessions a week or whatever yeah. to have he, the have the consistency to stick at it whilst doing your studies whilst doing everything yeah. else just shows like shows a lot of discipline and for anybody have, let alone like at that age to have everything in order like be disciplined enough to and ultimately to if so. you want to be like at the world level you're going to have to make sacrifices sure, and he's sure. probably sacrificing like some of the social elements that he'd otherwise be doing but then how many opportunities have people got to I mean he won a gold medal on bench you know how many people I haven't ever won a medal he has already won a medal at 16 it's ridiculous his flight was really cool actually um, he was um, like on um Nominations. He was nominated in first on bench, but this American guy had made this really good progress, and that's the problem with like the sub juniors. Like the numbers are in, but they make pretty good progress, so it's hard to say like exactly where everyone's going to be. But on openers, we our opener was one thirty two, and the American had put in one thirty seven, and I was like, shit, like that's big. Like if he's on form, he's going to win the gold. We need him to make a mistake. But then he dropped it to one thirty, and I was like, great, because then that means that we're going last, so yeah. we can kind of see what he's doing. He went 130, then he went 137, which was the same as us. Um, but we had the uh, we had the lot number, but we were heavier. Right. So if we both did the same, we'd go last, but he would have won. Okay, yeah. He got 137, and it was a grizz. It was all out. Then we benched 137 super easy. Nah, he put okay. in 140, and I was like, oh, that. Doors, you'd bench 142 in the gym, but again, mm. it's just like the travel, a little bit of yeah. a weight cut. 
the, the strict pauses, the strict reffing. I was like, he's probably got 140. I think he's got 142. I don't think this guy's got 140 though. And I was like, but if I put 140 in and then the guy gets it, we are going out to do 140 and we've already lost. We've already got the silver medal. So I was like, fuck, like, I'm going to put yeah, 142 tough. in. The guy benched, the guy came out to bench and it's like a horrible bench, but he's like, he can grind them out really well, which is the reason why I thought he might just get it. Um, and like, he grinded it up, but then it was giving us a no lift. Then I was like, oh fuck, like, we could have gone 140. Mm. Then the jury overturned it and he got it. So like, really? if you watch the video wow. back of Doji, like as he's coming out, they said, the jury's overturned it. Just as he's going down, I was like, fuck, I hope that's not put him off. Um, and then he just about got 142 and won the gold. Nice. And I was like, I was really glad that he got the lift because then like, if he'd have missed it, then we missed 142. I was like, Luke, you, could have, you should have done 140. It would have been like the wrong call, but it turned out to be like the right call and it was it all worked out really well. But yeah, man, it was good, uh, good pressure. He actually, like, as he pressed off the chest, his elbows flared out really far and I thought he'd messed it up, but like he just grinded it out. It was class. Amazing. It was a good little uh, good little moment that, and he's yeah, obviously super happy. Amazing. Nah, that's quality. Um, yeah, a little, little, you know, bit on the BBC as well is uh, good, you know, amazing thing for someone that age and yeah oh yeah and what, BBC what I, I thought it was just BBC local but it was on BBC nationwide on the sports really? one yeah is yeah. that oh right okay the yeah, person yeah. from London sent it to me wow so yeah Big. amazing, amazing. I'll, uh, we'll put the clip on uh, the Instagram we certainly people will to see. we certainly um, will yeah and uh, yeah what about uh, your own training with powerlifting at the moment I am stringing together the best training I've done in about two three years I feel fantastic. I feel like I'm in a position to really push on and beat some personal bests, which I haven't done since 2019, 2020. Um, I, the reasons, be, I think my body, I just feel really healthy, uh, really focused with training, really enjoying it, just on point with everything. No, like, no bad externals, which have been the last couple of years, in certain aspects. Just everything's going really well, so I feel, feel really good. And I'm gonna be competing with about 15 people from MSC in November. So there's going to be a massive bunch of us. So if anyone wanted to come and watch a powerlifting comp for the first time, that'd be a, a massive one to go and watch if you wanted to just see MSC representing. So where's that? It's going to be at uh, Physique Fitness in Droitwich. So it's only half an hour away. Uh, it's going to be a really good comp. Nice. I'm excited for it. That's a good squad to be taking over, isn't it? Oh, it's massive, mate. It's massive. Have and like, we've got any first timers. We'll have a few first timers, yeah. But there's some people that like maybe it's not the perfect time for them to compete, but they just want to compete because of the group. Yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah, be good. That's cool. It's going to be really good. Yeah, um, but anyway, enough about the powerlifting. How's that, how's your uh, hamstring and how are well, I'll you? I'll tell you what. Let's uh, talk about weightlifting whilst we're on the yes. subject of strength sports. Yes. Because uh, I think it's worth giving uh, giving Jazz a little uh, shout out for uh, winning the British a few weeks back. Um, well, a while ago now, uh, five five or six weeks ago. Um, but I don't think we've uh, done a done a podcast since which uh, which we mentioned it. So uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, Jazz, who's been with us for. Um, Years, years now, six, seven years, I'd say. Yeah. Um, won the British, won the British, uh, British Championships in the sixty-seven kilo category, um, with just an outstanding performance. To be honest, he won by um, a mile, didn't he? In the he end. won by a mile in the end. Yeah, which is um, great. So man, that yeah, doesn't happen very often. Doesn't happen often. Um, so yeah, didn't didn't even have to come out for his last lift in the clean and jerk. So it was just job job done. Um, so he also no, got that one fifty, which is he's been after got, that for a long time. Got the, got the one fifty clean and jerk, which he's been after for a long time. And like, if you if you check out our Instagram videos like uh, from a few weeks back it's pretty comfortable like to be honest I mean I've not really said that I've not really said that to him but like I don't want him to, to ease off but like 
it's quite there's a comfortable more lift. There's more there. What do you reckon um, he could have put in for his third if he, if he wanted to or had to? Mate, he could have gone 155? Oh, he could have gone 155. Easy. It's exciting, yeah, isn't it? He could have gone 155 easy. What do you think? Um, uh, like it's just, you've been coaching him for the last uh, few months. Like what's what's the secret to that game? Like, is it is he improved his strength? Is he improved his technique? A bit of both? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think <laughs> just, yeah. it's uh, no, it's a bit of both. It's a bit of both. I think. Um, yeah, obviously, like technically, he's very good anyway. But uh, there's been a couple of work ons. Um, one of which is like the just the positioning in the first pool, just keeping his back angle really, really solid. Um, and a lot of that is like not just a technical, like it's a technical awareness, but it's actually a big strength thing of just being strong enough on the in the pool, posterior yeah. chain, like to you know to hold position on the pull. Um, so you know that's actually like. You know, I think that's off the back of a lot of heavy pulls and a lot of heavy squats, because um, he, you know, he has got has got stronger. Um, we've worked a lot on, uh, you know, on the on the front squat specifically. And he's got a lot stronger on that. We're doing loads of heavy like RDL tempos. Works and, you're doing a lot um, of tempo work. Yeah, so yeah, we just started off like I say we've had a, you know, um, we've had a lot of time with it now. But like the first couple of blocks were, you know, we started off with like a real like obviously bits of weightlifting in there but like a real general prep like sort of phase really like just with tempo squats like a couple days a week we're just like bodybuilding essentially um like loads of accessory work and stuff like that not bodybuilding in the traditional sense but like still obviously full body stuff but like a lot of volume and stuff like that but we were doing tempos then we moved into pause and then we moved into like heavy heavy work that 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 is a perfect transition for anyone that the tempo pause and then thinking he was i remember i remember talking to him he was like oh what you got today and he'd be like oh tempo and it was was like hard reps and he's like and he'd be fucking working hard and you could hit because he's a he's a grunter in the gym he's doing like tempos at like six yeah Yeah, yeah, i remember him like absolutely i wanted him to no it's great it's great he's working get some volume through um but he was uh i remember like he was fucking working through it and he was great it's always great to watch him train but like when you're watching him do something different actually like just getting his head down and doing some fucking good strength work yeah because we all know he's ballsy under the bar but it's good to see that's not a problem yeah exactly like he's always going to be ballsy under the bar um but like another like in terms of the the pull like was the thing to work on and technically just again going back to that like just the the first pull just keeping the back angle the same so just being strong enough so we're doing like those heavy strength bits but also like a bit of technical work and then also the like just loads of middle back like bodybuilding type stuff like just mid trap rhomboid like trying to keep him stiff in the middle back. I remember him asking me about a row, and I can't. Was it like maybe like a chest supported row, or Mate, he was doing every row you could imagine. <laughs> yeah. Like it was literally just like he's out of his comfort zone yeah, a bit. Yeah. I think it was a bit different for him, but um, he's like uh, British level Commonwealth. He's like Luke. What's a seal row? What's a, yeah. <laughs> what's chest supported row? <laughs> Single arm row. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, that that was a big thing, and then um, in the like second pull and stuff coming up to his hip, it was more of a timing issue just getting like especially the clean not like not so much of a problem um but with the snatch um was just leaving a lot on the table in terms of like his extension extension. a bit early with his extension so um we've basically just worked on uh just getting getting the bar a little bit higher up to the the crease of the hip we've tweaked the grip slightly um and yeah boring people with too much detail just get like i say he, he was just extending coming onto the toe too early where his chest was still slightly over the bar and the bar was like mid thigh so he's just never really going to get into like as tall as he yeah, can never yeah, going to yeah. get into that full extension do you find him when he's 
put with the old way he's pulled, is he coming forward with it? Sorry, well? second. Like the old way that he was coming, where he's like, you know, second pull was a little bit early. Do you find him like, was he jumping forward a lot? A little bit, yeah. a little bit, yeah. Um, but yeah, the main thing was like, just wasn't like, was just leaving loads on the table yeah. in terms of like how high he could pull the bar, basically. Yeah. Which is probably why <laughs> he got so good at being a, under the bar. So like working under the bar, like I'm not interested in working on him with that because it's just like he's probably the best like he's probably one of the best in the world yeah literally yeah, like yeah, yeah, again yeah. under the bar like yeah. i don't know he might be the best he's that good like it's insane but if we can work on that pool then it's gonna you know but he's like the the timing on the snatches now are like excellent really really good and that's where it's exciting i mean in the british he we didn't really peak for it to be honest like we were building and building and building we worked through a few phases and then he did a comp a while back like over in Albury yeah. and he probably pushed it a bit too bit, a bit too hard he'd come back and then we sort of had a bit of downtime again to, to sort of rebuild and then we're sort of still building as we came to British and it's like well let's just train like right. pretty much train th- pretty much train through it like we did, ta- we did taper and like do it properly but at the same time like after the British it was like he's done 150 at you know, I don't know, to put it into RPE context, like probably seven RPE or something. Like, it so wasn't he, difficult. So it's like, he's, he's you know, he's, he's competed on the Saturday and come back in on, or I can't remember, Saturday or Sunday, but he's come back in on the Monday and he's like, yeah, I'm good to go. Like, and obviously he's not quite 100% good to go, but he's not, sure. it's not, it doesn't, not burn out. it's not like he's, he's had, exactly, he's not had like a massive peak and then we've got to drop off and start again and build it's like literally we've had like a tiny drop off but we haven't really had to drop off a lot so he's still climbing like that's the thing and we've we've altered a couple of things like with his squats we want to keep intensity and intent high but without hitting top top numbers so we've gone back into like pause squats as his heavy triples like once a week so that like he can work hard and get the stimulus from working hard Heavyweight, but like it's not top top end. Self limited so like, by the pause. Self limited by the pause, so he can yeah. Let's say he can he can work like we work on that at the moment. We're just doing some like moderate fives on back squat. Um, two questions about that. The first one is, uh, yeah. do you feel like with the peak um, and not quite pushing it as much as you uh, have, do you feel like you got enough data to to like go off that for future comps, or do you still think you need to run like a full P to get an idea of like? what he needs to be doing for like his main comps of the year do you think you've got it right or like is the tweaks that you make the next time around um, I think you're always analysing and making making tweaks but I think we we weren't a million miles off maybe there was a little bit in the period in the middle period where like we pushed a little bit uh, too hard Jazz admitted he'd been a bit naughty with some of the RPE stuff and pushed it a bit too hard which you know is part of a coach's challenge when you're working with an athlete who's always looking you to always, you always get two different on personalities ones that are trying to so ease back and ones back, that are trying to push pull him back sometimes and like you know maybe I didn't do a good enough job of pulling him back a little bit and then let's say had a, did that comp had a little bit of back stiffness afterwards so uh, you know that cost us like two or three weeks which just slows the momentum down a bit uh, and then built, built built towards the British, but we were always quite confident. Like if we had him at eighty, ninety percent by the British, it'd be it'd be good anyway. Um, and it's just yeah, exciting to know that there's more. Like there is there is comfortably more there. So we're gonna yeah. We're One gonna, thing I like when pushing. you talk about this is sometimes you get people that are like they've been training for like a year or two and that. Like, oh, 
still work on technique and it's like yeah of course you are like because your technique evolves and then over the years it's never going to be perfect and you get people like jazz who've literally been to the commonwealth and analyzing the technique and making adjustments like your technique is never going to be perfect and it's never going to be static and i think some people expect it to be like oh i still have to work on my technique i still have to work on this it's like well of course weightlifting is obviously more technical than like just training in the gym but you're always going to be forever trying to improve your technique and trying to chase little things and and things evolve over time so your best technique at one point a year later might be different if you gain or lose body weight or just get stronger at certain aspects like it's a constant it's a constant battle but that's half the fun is just keep trying to figure out what's the best for you yeah i think some people expect you to just perfect your technique and then that's it forever yeah. and it's not it's just ongoing forever and jazz is a great example where he's literally went to the commonwealths and you've had to be like okay we need to change technique because yeah, it's, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not good enough to get to the level you want to get to exactly yeah that's that's it um yeah that that's exactly yeah like someone at that that level like yeah they say commonwealth games brilliant came fourth at commonwealths like was Elite very athlete. unlucky not like arguably a you know a controversial refereeing decision like costing the th- you know from another athlete um who got away with something that probably shouldn't have done like you know yeah. could have got could have got a medal but you know we you know jazz being jazz no complaints we move on we got we, we look to get better yeah um and uh yeah look i mean you know jazz has been around long enough as well where he'll he'll input a lot into the program as well, well sit down and you know, go through go through things, and um, I think as a as a coach as well, you have to understand who you're working with. Like, and with someone as experienced as Jazz, like I'm happy to listen. And like, te- like if it's if it's a newer lifter, I'm very much like, okay, this is what you're doing, go and do it. And with Jazz, like I will do that. And he respects the fact that I challenge him, and you know, oh yeah, and, he doesn't want yes man, does he? He, he? Yeah, he knows I've got a good eye, you know, for weightlifting. So, um, but at the same time, like he's you know he's an experienced lifter as well so he might say a couple of things and i'll be like yeah do you know what like you're right actually Let, let's let's put that in or let's put put this in so it's good respect there between each other and yeah let's uh well yeah he doesn't want to keep pushing keep on with something that's murdering him or if you're like actually i can push this a little bit more like you that's when it becomes this two, it, just, yeah, it's this two-way yeah. thing isn't it when yeah. you get to a good enough level and you've got that trust in him he's got that trust in you you can have this kind of back and forth but that's not for everyone yeah so yeah yeah it's exactly interesting that. yeah um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we've got got English in December. That's the next big one. Going to do an Albury uh, comp in October. Uh, sort of just train train through that. Really, he's doing um, October as well. Yeah, he's in October as well. Just to keep a bit of sharpness. I mean, we're not going to go anything crazy on that. But remind me where the English is. I have spoke to him about this. Is it uh, BB? It's Birmingham. It's back in Birmingham. NEC. Yeah, NEC. Yeah, yeah. 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 Exciting. So we'll have to get down there. Yeah, definitely. Take do you know a, what the date is? Team ninth, uh, I think. Ninth for ninth uh, for ninth for December. I'll be there. 9th of December big uh, yeah so we've got Albury on the 14th I think of October and yeah I think it's the 9th I think it's the 9th so uh, yeah exciting time watch this space watch this space watch this space so yeah maybe a nice uh, place to round up there I think a little, nice, little strength sports a nice uh, little overview of the strength sports little strength sports uh, update um, yeah. so yeah Thanks for thanks for tuning in, guys. And uh, any questions about either the weightlifting or the powerlifting, you can always link them below to myself or Mark. And uh, yeah, it's a, always interesting for us to talk about it. So if you have any questions about coaching at these levels, let us know. Take care.